Hello, gossipers. Welcome back to Gospin, the podcast where we gossip while we sip. It's your girl, Vanessa, here, ready to go after the patriarchy tonight and break down a lot of the facts and tribulations that go with being a couple of boss, badass female professionals. I will say that I am very proud to call all the Gossipin girls a group of yes partiers and wild souls, but also a group of super dedicated and hardworking group of women who have risen through the ranks within their respected fields and are killing it day in and day out. Now, before we go into tonight's conversation, ladies, what are we drinking tonight? I am naming my drink this week, the Shattered Glass. Because I have a feeling that, not a feeling, a known fact that all the women on this episode tonight will be shattering glasses in their industry. So that and it's made from vodka. So I feel like it's appropriate. The shattered glass. Love to see it. Joss, what are you drinking tonight? I am naming my drink when they go low, we go lower. Just because in my career, there hasn't really been a time yet when (laughs) they went low and I went high as my good friend, Michelle Obama once said. Um, Nine out of 10 times, I'm pretty sure I went lower and reported them to HR. So, you know, it is what it is. Sometimes you got to play the game. Sometimes you got to go lower and be pettier. I agree. Nat, what are you drinking tonight? So I got some white wine here that I'm going to call the CEO because, you know, we at the top and we ain't never going to stop. Oh, watch me drop some bars. You know, it's just about having those goals and dreams. And I feel like this drink is something that will let us enjoy our busy nights, but also be a drink that we can enjoy over, you know, professional happy hours and networking events. So you can have it all. That's true. That's true. You know, I remember one time I saw an interview for Lauren Conrad and they asked her what her favorite position was. Like they trying to like sexualize her conversation. And she said, CEO. And that was like the biggest mic drop ever. Jeanette, what are you drinking tonight? I'm drinking classic beverage that the average American man loves. It's called uh, mansplaining and uh, shout out to all of them because we don't need you and you can kindly go fuck yourself. So tonight I am drinking manage up and that is something my mentor taught me. And she's like, you always have to be a step ahead of everyone else and manage up. So cheers to her for giving me that piece of advice. So for tonight's episode, I have a bit of a treat for you guys. We are being joined by a fabulous guest. We all work primarily, I would say, in the communications field. And I thought it would be fun to bring in a friend to the podcast and someone who is very close to me, my very sweet cousin, Dr. Anna. Emphasis, doctor. Anna is joining us from the medical field. So she has a very different perspective, but also a common theme around the board that we are all women. And I think today is going to be a really important conversation just about what it's like being a professional. And we're all pretty, I would say, relatively new-ish in our careers. Like I would say like less than three to four years. So just the things that we've experienced, the things that we've witnessed, what have been the learning pains, what are things that other mentors of us have taught us about being a professional woman. So we're just going to go right into it. But Anna, welcome to the podcast. How are you feeling? Thanks, guys. Thank you for having me. Of course. What are you drinking tonight? Um, I'm having a simple cab. Nothing, you know, nothing too crazy. Love to see it. Is it going to stain your teeth? Well, that's why I'm drinking through a straw. (laughs) <laughs> you know because you can't stain the teeth never. and you get drunk faster yes but never anything but stain the teeth honey anything okay. but that I know we want to have pearly whites but in order for us to just go into this conversation I'm actually going to throw the ball at you Anna I want you to just give us a little bit 
of a background of how you got to where you are. You as a dentist, really, like some of the things you've experienced, just let's just do this. So go so for it. So my background is I moved to America when I was sick. <laughs> oh, so I'm an immigrant. So it all starts like I'm an immigrant. Yeah. And literally anything in the medical field, it takes forever to become a doctor. So you do four years of undergrad and then four years of medical and then a year or two years of residency. So I've always honestly wanted to be a dentist. I remember I think in was in fifth grade or fourth grade, a friend gave me like a Barbie with those limited editions, the bar, the dentist one. And ever since then, I still this day, I still have it. And I think that was like what sparked like, hmm. Like, I think I want to be a dentist. Mm -hmm. And then I started- You were one of the kids that like the Barbie, the like professional Barbies actually influenced to do a job. Yeah. I I, No, seriously, my Barbie inspired me. And then in college, I started volunteering. Like I knew I wanted to be in the medical field. And then I started volunteering like at clinics, but they're nonprofit clinics where they help like immigrant children and like immigrants. And then I got more into the dental and I just fell in love. Like I love working with my hands, not to be sexual. I mean, if you want to make it sexual- working in a mouse and then that would have made it even more sexual no I love working with my hands and I just love the satisfaction of like seeing somebody come so distressed and so like worried about their teeth and their smile and there's like no greater feeling when you just give them a reason to smile if that makes sense you know like these people have like no money and like the biggest reason I did that was because I'm an immigrant myself and I wanted to help my community that's so noble meanwhile I'm over here just trafficking ads also saving the world (laughs) one ad at a time right? <laughs> over here pushing makeup and drugs right. over here just hitting dollar quotas trying the to make legal drug rich. dealer over here you gotta do what you gotta do you know but yeah that's how I got into it and then I just fell in love with like that side of dentistry obviously like you it's not always like that and you deal with a lot of bs because it is mainly a male dominated field and you get always as a woman you always get questioned like like oh do you know what you're doing like are you sure you're good enough like it's always that kind of question have you gotten it from more like other students other professors like where have you witnessed it the most I would say when you people ask you what do you do so I'm dating a dentist so my boyfriend Anthony is also a dentist and people will always ask like oh what does your boyfriend do he's like is a dentist too but I'm a dentist they'll be like oh you're just a you're his assistant you're like no like it's hard for them to comprehend and like you were mentioning Vanessa that story in Tennessee mm-hmm. we both traveling we were both telling the Uber driver like literally I had to repeat myself like 10 times like no sir like I am doctor mm-hmm. you know, like I'm Dr. Perez like my boyfriend can be a doctor and so can I and we're, we're on the same level some respect on my name yeah exactly but people just never like don't understand it. the concept being so difficult to fucking grasp but like have you like it's not like it's 1950 something we're into like what the fuck is going on here? Like, how is that that yeah. difficult? And do yeah. even in the dental field itself, like we've had like guest speakers and like people who come to you, like recruiters and like you go and talk to them so you can get jobs later. And they're like, oh, you're here for dental hygienist, right? And you're like, wow. what? Like, no, like I'm here for as a doctor position. So you know, would like- you say that that's more like, and you mentioned obviously, so you come from an immigrant background and I don't know who your Uber driver was, but would you say that these, these people that are trying to enforce these like close-minded stereotypes, are they usually of a minority or is it just everyone across the board equally men and women, mostly men? Okay. I would say it's definitely both men and women. Like, so in dental school, you have like a rotation where you're oral surgery and you have to like pull teeth out. And I've had women be like, oh, a guy's not going to do my extractions. Like you can do that. Like, are you sure you're strong enough? Like, 
because oh, girls damn. always have the stereotype of enough. yeah like they always That's have the stereotype of being I'm weak. not like squatting 400 pounds also yeah not- and literally I've like after I had one lady tell me like wow like I wasn't expecting that from you like you I didn't think you were able to do this and I was like yeah you know like I'm, I'm a doctor this is this is insane to me and this could just be me but like literally my whole life I think up until my most recent dentist and I just moved to city so I don't have a dentist right now um they've all been women like and my brother has had like oral surgery and they've all been women so this is bizarre to me that this I didn't know this was even a thing to be honest with you so like when you guys had like speakers and stuff in school none of the speakers were women like they've never brought where they usually men yeah dude I even in my like clinic I can tell you like attendings like so attendings are the people that like check over our work and like make sure that we're not doing anything shady there's probably in the whole clinic like two women this is so wild to me because I I've grown up with like I'm really trying to think about it I've grown up with only women doctors whether it be my physician my primary care physician that I went to from the time I moved to Miami Fort Lauderdale area when I was two till she kicked me out when I was 20 because they do do that to my gyno to I think the only even my eye doctors I think the only male doctor I've ever had was a dermatologist that literally that's it so it's great like not that I'm I'm not trying to like poke holes in what you're saying but it's just like it's insane to me that like there are women who you would think like would be excited to have another woman you know being yeah, that's like, like the most helping them that's why it's me. crazy to me because it's yeah, like it's as insane. someone who's always had like woman doctors like I personally prefer to have a woman as a doctor like I feel more like I'm yeah I'm being like discriminating against you men like <laughs> I, I would prefer to have a woman doctor whether it be for my eyes whether it be for my primary care whether it be for especially my gyno like I prefer, even when I was going to physical therapy, I sought yeah. out a woman doctor. So it's Yeah, because you don't, I don't want you feeling me up and shit, yeah. especially like chiropractors and shit like that. I think it's insane. And I think it's insane that women who are patients are being like, oh my God, you can pull out my tooth, like bitch, like- You know, I what? actually think the opposite. And I'm like, I've always had male doctors, except for recently my gynecologist is a woman. But it's because I found that like, because women with women, like- we're both we know what we can handle like I feel like male doctors tended to be more like gentle with me so like when they were like trying to like pull my teeth or work on my eyes like I don't give a fuck if I'm a woman like they were trying to be more gentle where like it's almost like my mom like maybe because I had Hispanic female doctors but they'd be like come here and I'm like no fuck you stop don't do that oh, no that's never happened to me I but had I a never, nice like- British doctor I've had nice black doctors I've had Hispanic I've had I just I've never had, had someone Asian walk in the door and Jocelyn like, running through her itinerary of doctors I have all the doctors from around the world I've had them all like but I just feel like if someone walked crazy. into the room with a white coat who the fuck am I yeah question you yeah yeah like if they walk in I'm like okay I'm like actually Especially I literally called the doctor. Be, you're going to be fucking with my shit. So if you're going to be in my mouth, in my teeth, in my punani, and I'm like, you think you can handle this bitch? Um, I can yeah. handle my own. If I, if I was your doctor, if I was your doctor and you're like, you think you can handle this? I'd be like, okay, set the scope. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Did I jam that up your mouth? That's why I'm not a doctor. But I'm just saying like, I would go in there and I'd be like, now I'm going to be extra rough, bitch. You about to get fucked by this little duck, whatever the thing it is that they put in there. 
or whatever the 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 thing that opens your mouth i don't know you help me out with the terms anna what's that thing that holds your mouth open oh the burrs and stuff that like thing, yeah, the like cavities thing that they I, use to open up your vagina to like look in there yeah so I'm gonna drill. I'm gonna drill your tooth now. Bitch. Can you Who's tell gangster? that we're all Who's like the gangster calm, one now? Like, Who's the advertising? Now? We're not Wait, in the medical but, field. But Joss, to go off what you said, like. I feel like it's different, like saying that you have like different, like all women doctor and like diversity in the medical field. I feel like it's different if you're like going, if you live in Miami or New York compared to you, like if you're going like Kentucky, like I can guarantee you if you go to Pennsylvania or Kentucky, you're not going to have that same diversity of like, I can like choose if I want a female doctor or compared to a male. Do you okay, know I didn't think about that. That's yeah. a good point. Listen, makes, I always sense. just called the doctor's office and I said, I'm available on this day. Whoever you got on Monday at eight o'clock, that's who I will see. And that's how it should be no because whoever's going to treat you knows what they're doing and they've gotten the right education for it, you know? And so, Anna, have so you noticed that there's been a difference in like pay between oh my male God. and female sure. dentists and things like that? For sure. Guys are always going to be offered like a way higher rate than a girl, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you give an example? If I was to go, so Anthony, just like he, when he graduated, he went straight into work. Right. Mm-hmm. Whereas for me to make, like, this is your boyfriend. Yeah. My boyfriend. Just clarify for the audience. Okay. Yeah. So then for me to make like about a little bit about the same and just a little bit like more than him, I have to do a year of residency. If that makes sense. Does that That's make sense? Do, from, like, you got to work. Yeah. Like and considering long. like, considering I'm going to do like twice as like more than he does like I'm gonna be doing more surgical stuff so to me it's wild that like he can go straight after graduation and get paid like about the same as I would if I was to do a year of residency is there like Quick a question reason cl- clothing that or is it just like no everyone knows it's because he's a man like is it like oh he graduated with this one you know what I mean like something stupid no like it's that. literally just because you're like a guy and sometimes like sometimes I feel like as girls we're scared to go and like ask for more you know? well, okay so actually so I that was yeah friend. I was gonna ask that if you if you for example not that you could take his offer letter because I feel like that's confidential but like if you go to a place that's hiring and you're like hey I know other people that are graduating in my class that are being offered such and such can you do that and like are they gonna match yeah. is there is that an and you option can, okay you can definitely like go and dispute it but I personally like I haven't gotten there professionally right. and I have to learn that and that's just like a personal growth kind of thing where I have to know my value in my career one of my best friends works as a head of HR and like obviously they give you all these statistics and shit and the, her biggest thing she's like not I don't want to say a majority of the reason but like one big thing as to why women make less than men it's like twofold one they don't know how to negotiate their salary like they'll 100%. take the first thing that's offered and they think that that's what they're worth and two men are more likely to apply for positions they know they're not qualified for but are going to reach for it versus women are going to take the jobs that they may be overly qualified for and underpaid for because they have less self-confidence in themselves and it's funny that you say you need to work on that because I think Every single one of us can say we accepted a job that paid way below what we were worth when we first started working. And even now, like I took this job now, like I thought they gave me the first offer and I didn't fight back. Like I was like, cause it's what I wanted, but I should have, like, there's no reason why I shouldn't have asked for more. I'm just not taught to. I'd like to add something to that real quick. I agree with all these stats you just said. And I think Anna pointed something out really interesting so she recognizes that it's something that she needs to work on, right? But I think furthermore, as a society, we have to de- like dig deeper, right? Why is it that women don't negotiate? 
Or why is it that women don't know their worth? Or why is it that, you know, we don't apply for jobs we don't qualify for? Oh, I only have three years. I, it says five years, whatever. It's because this all starts at childhood, right? It starts at 100%. I think it starts before childhood. Well, yes. In essence, it goes yes. back to in like, essence, yes, yes. Yeah. It's, it's, it's it is a systemic thing, right? I think but she's I'm just talking saying, about like the conditioning. I'm talking. Yes, thank you. That's what I'm talking about. So it's it's not just about like oh, women just entered the workforce and da da da. da. Yes, um, these are things that we know to be a fact. But I'm just saying like it begins because now we're starting to see women that do go into, I don't know aerospace science or whatever the fuck nasa you know like why why have we seen a spike in these things and why do we see women now who know their worth and who can negotiate because of the parenting styles right so i invite you all anyone listening who's going to have children if you are going to have women and men and children whatever you need to raise them equally kids are boys are encouraged and this is all science look it up i'm not going to give you numbers but it's out there boys are encouraged to take risk boys are encouraged to you know be kids where girls are more like be careful don't do that don't do this and it's constant barriers right so after so much conditioning of being put into a box you put yourself in a box plain and simple women girls exceed in math and science up to like fifth grade and then you get to middle school and it drops significantly and it's not only because of parenting but it's also because of sexualization that happens girls start to develop boobs and all of a sudden you can't wear strappy shirts to middle school and that's a whole nother conversation for a whole nother day but i'm just saying this problem is deep rooted in our society 129 percent, and we're all victims of it so we should all be pissed off that's there are a lot of different factors i think that that tie into it and yes obviously like gender and race and all that definitely is like a big one one of the biggest ones i would say from my perspective so obviously mine's like a little bit different just because i'm a lot newer to like corporate America nine to five than um, you guys are. But I think from my perspective of someone starting out, there's also just always going to be people in the professional world that will just take advantage of you at any point. And I think I learned that with my first job, realizing, first of all, how little the pay was for, you know, all the work that we were doing. Like we were working outside of, I would bring my work laptop home every single day. I was working till two, three in the morning just to get back up at 8 a.m. to do it again the next day. And then I remember sitting with my coworkers and we were literally all getting paid different amounts. Like there was not one set amount. It was difference by, from a range from like five to $10. Like it was crazy. And I remember talking to some of them and one girl was like, oh, well, like I asked for this number and like I fought for this number. And then one other girl was like, oh, like you could do that. Like he told me like, this was the only amount that they could offer me and that they couldn't do any higher. And I was like, yeah, they asked me what I was making at my last position. And I told them, and I got a little bit more than that. So it was like, what I realized so early on, this is for anyone, you know, that is going to enter the corporate world soon. Like if you're graduating soon, they will take, world. They will take advantage of you. You know, they, they know that you don't know how to negotiate. They know that you don't know how much you should be getting paid for these positions. I had no idea. I thought- And you think the, it's such a big number too. I like thought tell you, amount, oh, you're making X and you're like, holy shit. I thought the amount of money I was making was a goddamn steal. I was like, oh my God, I played them. No, bitch, I got played. <laughs> it's just really, you know, do your research, ask around. Like, you know, I'm super thankful to have 
older friends that have been through this quite a few times. So I know, you know, what I should be asking for and what I'm worth because like they a hundred percent will know that you have no idea what you're doing and they'll pay you for as little as they can fucking mm-hmm. get away with. Cause you're saving money. They're, you're saving them money. Right. Amen. Of course. And even going beyond money and power and the workload and things like that, we're also faced with a lot of let's be real, inappropriate situations, right? Mm-hmm. So Anna, you working in the medical field, have you come across any inappropriate situations with like maybe your actual patients, your professors, another student? Like, for let's break that sure. down. With my, some for sure, I have a story with the patient. And do you remember when you picked me up? So Vanessa picked me up for my first resident, residency interview. Do you remember from that super sketchy place? I did, I did. And I literally got It was like car. literally a plaza. <laughs> <laughs> you guys pulling I had to, teeth like, in the plaza I literally had to apply <laughs> everywhere shop. and anywhere for residency <laughs> so this is like postgraduate right like you're like already a doctor you're in residency you get you're already it you know and I walk into my interview and the guy's like oh hey pretty lady and you're just like ew like it, it seems like a nice to anybody else it would seem like a nice comment but it's like no like I'm not here for that like I'm here for one reason and I'm a doctor just like you. So treat me like it, you know? And once I was done, he interviewed me and everything. He's like, okay, sweetie. And that's one word that I honestly like hate. Like, mm-hmm. don't did you say something? Now? Did you stop him? This was no, I, interviewing like, you? Yeah, he was interviewing me for like Ugh. a professional position in residency. How you, but you, but you didn't say like, my name is Anna. Don't call me sweetie. No, I just, I obviously, oh. and this is my fault that I didn't say anything. But it's different in the medical field. Did you not you know, say anything because like, you were afraid of not getting the position? Yeah, because you yeah, of course. And like this is somebody that that might offer me a position. But at the end of the day, I thought about it and I was like, why would I want to work for someone like that? For you sure. Know, why would I want to work for something like at the end of the day? Like, are you looking at me for my qualifications? Like, I'm a doctor just like you. Or are mm-hmm. you looking at me because I have a pretty face? Like, thank you for the compliment, but no. Well, remember the person, I remember picking you up and even the person that did the interview with you who used to be like a close friend of yours. And he was just like, you're not even good enough to even get an interview. Like, why are you even here? Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. Oh, no, that that's because we were applying to the same place. And this yeah. kid feels so threatened by me that he literally went out of his way. It was like, why are you applying there? Like, they're not going to pick you. Like, you're not from here. Like, what are you doing? And I was like, no, like, I'm going to apply anyways. And fuck him. I got in. And she got the residency. And I got the residency. And it's one of the best residencies. And, you know, shout out to him. And I hope he he's doing well in life. I hope he didn't get it. We don't. Shout out to the haters. I know we're going to talk about inappropriate situations, but really quick. Were there girls also in your uh, whether it was like school or residency or any of that, that like what was kind of was it like oh us girls there's not a lot of us we need to stick together or was it as some people might think like catty and petty or like or was everyone just like fighting each other for these jobs um yeah I feel like in in like in the medical field it's literally survival of the fittest because we're all qualified and we're all fighting for the same position on that note and I don't know let me let me try to put this in an okay way so usually companies or entities organizations will have quotas to meet such as minority quotas under which you know race sex etc falls under do you know in general if the medical field has these type of quotas to fill these positions and I get I'm probably like unleashing a can of worms like 
no, being a minority doesn't make you a better doctor than a majority. I'm just asking, like, are there certain things, like certain rules set in place so that there is priority to immigrants, women, people of other races, etc.? Yeah, for sure. Especially like when I was applying to dental school, like I hate to say it, but yeah, I played that card that I was an immigrant, you know, because you're part of the minority group. And that brings like the school can later say in their statistics, like, oh, look, we accept minorities, you know, but is it like, is it easier is or is it the same like amount of like, I probably have to work twice as hard than as a normal, normal person. Like oh my God. wow it's like you know? the, the minority tax as my mom likes to call no, it, the black it is tax. like I would like most of my classmates were like people who came whose parents were dentists or they came for money you know whereas the I had spooners yeah I, I literally had to hustle like I had a job in dental school like I went to school full-time clinic lab and then work you know you and I can guarantee you other people didn't do that but And yeah, I could have used that as like to bring me down. But no, girl, you use that as fire. You know, like I'm one day going to tell my story and I'm not going to let that get to me. Use it as to like motivate me and you can inspire other kids. Love it. We stand a hustler. Has anyone else here experienced a crazy situation as a woman or as a minority? Anything like that? To be honest, I think I've usually worked with more women than I have men. And controversial statement it may just be this industry but the women have given me more problems than the men me too I just started a new job love the girl I'm gonna be working for but I have and I think she's great and I could tell her whole vibe is completely different than what I've experienced in the past but I've had horrible horrible female managers horrible I mean I had a manager tell me once that my work was mediocre at best I've been cursed out at a bar by managers like I've had by female managers like I've had some like wild shit again it might just be the industry I think comms tends to be more female I also know how to talk shit I think better to the men than I do the women The women is more like catty, I would say. I can handle catty, but I don't I don't feel like I do catty as well as I do dealing like being like not taking any bullshit from a man. And that's me personally. I agree with you, Joss. Like I feel I mean, I don't know. I, I would have to talk to like more women in the media industry because I have like four friends, but like, I don't know if we just happen to have like similar instances, but I've always worked with more women than men. And I get like the passive, like, okay, sweetie, or like, thank you so much, sweetheart. But then I also like hear them in the same sentence. Like, I mean, I guess the male nicknames aren't that bad, but like, I've heard the same rep call, like my boss bro, or like, yeah, dude, no problem. So I'm just like, okay, it's just like a culture that maybe this agency has fostered with this rep. But I remember specifically, it happened to me recently at this new place, I was like negotiating a contract and I had to negotiate with this woman and she was like not moving, said that like she wasn't going to negotiate or bring down the rate after she had fucked up the rate. She had told me a number and then tried to backtrack and ask for more money. And my boss, who's a woman, gets involved. So this is now a situation with three different women. She gets involved and like reaches out to her. And this rep's response was like, a thousand percent different. She was like, yes, as women in the industry, we must work together to get stuff done. And I was like, I'm sorry, where the fuck was this energy when I approached you to work together? Because I don't see how me being a woman, but without a VP title 
And her being a woman with a VP title makes you any less likely to negotiate with me. If, if that's what you're saying, like, if you want to say, if she would have said, oh, women in title positions need to stick together, fine, bitch, then that's not me. But you said like women need to stick together. So I, and I remember I like texted all of you and I was like, this is the email I have to send to this bitch. And thank God you guys said not to send it. And I called her and she was just like completely shocked that someone, and, and I get it all the time from like, even the person interviewing me, they'll be like, well, we can tell by your voice, you're younger. So, and I'm like, what the, what does that have anything to do with my qualifications to do this job or to make this money or to negotiate this account? Like my age has nothing to do with it at all. The only thing it has to do with it is that you're unwilling to work with me. That's it. Because everything that you did, you could have done for me. You just waited until someone that you thought was more qualified. And that's like more like ageism in the workplace versus like, women but it was just so ironic and it piggybacks off of everything Anna said about and Jocelyn has said about like women truly not supporting other women like I was fucking floored when this person told me or I didn't even tell me like my boss sent me the email so I was like you took me off the reply to make this comment like I I was really upset the gatekeepers (laughs) the gatekeepers of it all Right. That's how you know you're doing something shady. When you don't hit reply all. Yes. She just said reply one person in the two box. <laughs> exactly. That was so annoying. Um, I've been through it all. I don't know. I can't really. I'm trying to think of like specific situations. I've been told I've had everything from taking ownership for work that I've done, changing their names out in decks, putting their names in, saying they did the work. I've had everything from people like ask me, oh, your boyfriend lets you wear those pants to work um I've had that's wild I've had literally people be like like sexualize me in the workforce um I'm not the hottest bitch out there but I'm decent I'm voluptuous Um, thank you you um not me not me fishing for compliments that's that's why i think you called yourself hot and you just want us to do it like i don't know i was well i'm thinking i'm thinking to myself like i'm not like you know sama hayek like i'm just an average looking bitch am i favorable yes but i'm not out here like dressing like a porn star um so i dress like i'm going to work and most of the time to be honest with you like i'll wear jeans slacks like I don't like wearing tight stuff. Oh, I, I don't know. It depends. Like but like, a, but I I'm weary of that. I've had people send me messages accidentally trying to send it to like another dude in the office about my ass. I've had a ton of different things. I've had, I mean, literally from like, I'm tr- like, there's so many examples of things that I'm like, this is so wrong. So, so, so wrong. I've had people allude to things. I've had people suggest things. I have a question in regards to like the whole like your ass. So would you correct them or do you own it? Like, are you like, thanks? Or are you like, um, it depends on the situation. And my ass isn't even that big. Like, I would say I have better tits than I have an ass. Like, if you're going to compliment me on something, give me like my forte. Like, I got nice titties. Um, my ass is subpar. But anyway, I it depends on the situation. Like there was there's particular scenarios where like I'll tell people like this is a nine to five talk, you know. There's scenarios where that's a good one. I know the person and maybe they're joking around, but it's going too far and I have to set parameters. So mm-hmm. I'll do it and like, mm, no, I'm very dismissive and I can be a bitch. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm real sweet and I'm small, but I'll fuck you up. So it depends if we're working, I could 
put them in their place real quick, or I could report them to HR, which I've done both. So it, it really just depends. If I fucking hate you, I'm going to look for the worst way to get back at well, you. Well, now that you say that, Jeanette, do you feel, and like, I guess this is a question that just popped in. Do you guys put up with more shit from people you consider your friends? Because if they're disrespecting you like that in the workplace and- for, If you're my friend, you're not disrespecting me, first right. of all. Mm-hmm. You're respecting me. And if you disrespect me, then- our friendship, I don't know what the fuck you might think you're my friend, but you're definitely not mine. If you're my friend, no, like you're not fucking around with me in those terms. But I think that men in the workforce sometimes because there's this like locker room mentality and I fucking hate that term so much. So I hate that I'm using it. But because there is this mentality that it's like, oh, we can talk about golf and fucking bitches at work and it's not a big deal. Well, then you have a problem because you start working with women. And if if you're not accustomed to working with women, furthermore, if you're not accustomed working with women that don't look like iPhones, like if these bitches are literally flat in the front, flat in the back, and all of a sudden you have one girl that's got maybe a couple curves, you're losing your mind, right? I get it, guys. It's hard. But if I'm looking delicious, that seems to be your problem if it's you can't handle yourself. It's just bullshit that they use. A lot of times they just use locker room talk as like an excuse like that. Yeah. Like, I feel like that. Term they do. That's like, why I fucking hate it. <laughs> well, then don't have locker they room talk okay at to work. To label it I up. agree. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Really quick. Uh, something that Jeanette had touched on that. I mean, it's crazy to think about all the things that us as women have to think about when going into the workforce or even just like our offices, like where it's supposed to be like a safe space, as they say that you don't even think men ever think about. So the one thing I wanted to bring up was like clothing and like outfits and stuff. And I know like some people don't care. Some people wear whatever, like I think for some of us that have either like a big butt or like, like I have a pretty decent sized boobs and I always like make sure to cover them. Like I don't ever want them to be, you know, out and exposed in the office. And I always think about like, if I wear a dress, like, is this dress too short? Like I've seen people like you see when you walk past people where their eyes goes, like, it's not like hard to notice that. So I see like, I'll walk past someone and I see their like eyes immediately go to like the end of my dress to like, see how long it is. And I'm immediately like, Oh shit, this is too short. Like every time I stand up, if I wear a skirt, if I wear a dress, like, which I prefer wearing dresses and like work pants, whatever I'm sitting on my ass eight hours a day. I don't need a button shoving into my stomach, but that's besides the point. Whenever I stand up, I always make sure like, okay, like, is this covered? And I'm not wearing super short, like tight ass dresses, but it's just something in the back of your mind where guys just, I'm sure that's not something I think about at all, but I think we always have to take into consideration. Oh, am I showing too much? Am I going to be judged for this outfit? Is this, you know, there's a lot of things that go into our heads about that. And I don't think people realize that. Oh, for sure. And I remember for me personally, like, I think it was maybe like two or three months into my first job. I got an email that they were doing like a group lottery ticket and everyone can do a pool. Like people can put in money, whatever. And I remember like maybe like a week or so after they said that we lost and it was just like an email chain, like something random as that. And there was a director, a male director, and I didn't personally work with him. I just like seen him around on the floor and he's like, oh, that's going to suck. Maybe I should fake a Me Too movement and sue the company so I can get a payout. And he put that on an email thread. (gasps) And I remember seeing it and mind you, two or three, like I've done internships and things like that, but I feel like this is my first job. It's a big corporate America job. Like these are things that you would think you would see in a movie, right? And I saw it and I was like, okay, let me just delete this. Like I saw nothing. Like I didn't see anything, whatever. And I remember HR pulled me aside at like 4 p.m. later that day. 
And they're just like, were you a part of this email thread? And I was like, yes. And I thought I was getting in trouble. I was like, I was getting in trouble for not reporting him or whatever. And they're just like, I want you to know that you are safe here. You should have said something. And it was more like you should have said something that you were uncomfortable. And they're just like, like, we want to let you know that you, that you are safe with us. And that if you ever hear something or see something that is inappropriate, you need to report it immediately. You should have posted it on Twitter. Oh that my would- God. I know. Well, he still works there. And like, I still see him on the floor. Like when we were like pre COVID, I always saw him on the floor and things like that. And he sent out an email just to the women, which also annoyed me because that should have been an email across the board. He only sent an email to the women on the thread and apologized for it. And he's just like, oh, some people don't understand my humor. Oh, that's bullshit. And I remember like, I like grabbed my manager and I was just like, oh, like I was pulled by HR da, da, da. and she's like, I'm the one that reported it. And I was Damn. like, really? And she was like, I think she was like three or four years older than me. And she's like, Vanessa, don't ever feel like you cannot say something because you're too scared to say it. You're like going to look weird that you're going to look like the issue. She's like, you have a voice for a reason. Damn, and she's like, and her. I reported it. And then she's like, and I don't give a fuck. And I literally like, I got that piece of advice two, three months in. And I was like, this is like, also we need an ally too, who it's like, who will teach us these types of things too. Cause sometimes as women, like what Jenna was saying earlier, like we're conditioned just to be quiet and just like turn a blind eye to things. So be an ally, be an ally. And honestly, don't be like, a gatekeeper. Don't be a gatekeeper. And if you have a really good piece of advice, share it to the people who are in, like coming into the workforce too. Cause they might not know, you know what I mean? So going to throw this back to you guys. Now, what has been the best piece of advice that you've gotten? And it could be about anything to just be about honest, being my, a woman my, in the workforce. My biggest inspiration is JLo just cause she is a <laughs> boss. No, honestly, she is literally a boss woman. And oh, J-Lo. <laughs> I love J-Lo. And she's going through a lot right now with A-Rod. So, like, you know, I'm here I feel for that. you, J-Lo. I feel that. But my biggest advice is let that be a fire to you, like I said. And you're going to hear that and you're going to feel that and you're going to see it everywhere about being a woman. And it sucks. But use it as a fire and motivation to be the best version of yourself. You know, and, like, in the medical field, yes. Is it hard? It's, like so hard and you can ask my cousin Vanessa how many times you've seen me cry about it but yeah. use that as motivation to make the best version and best doctor of, of yourself you know and you know what I'm probably going to be 10 times better than a guy like screw them because I've worked like 10 times harder than you have I think for me something that I actually just recently got from this job I'm at now my I have a direct boss and I think it's so nice when you it's sometimes hard when you are on a big team that especially has people that have worked there for years and you're still trying to find your place within the team and and it's also hard because at some points you have to find people that you can trust because there's not always people you can trust in work environments, which is, is shitty, but it's the truth. So I'm very happy to have someone that I can directly go to about things who's been there for a few years. And I remember starting out because it, it was a lot at the beginning and she was very much like, listen, this is, this is your work, but this isn't your life. And this is something that you don't need to feel like, you know, if you go home and you're exhausted and you are just like so done for the day and you don't want to do anything else, like, then you need to reevaluate. Is it, is it the job? Is it you? Is it the people that are around you in this environment? I think sometimes we're just so scared to like Vanessa said, speak up about certain things, whether it's like a coworker that's uncomfortable, whether it's, you know, the work, maybe the load is too much. And I think as women, it's like, God forbid we ever say that we can't do anything or something's like too difficult or that we ask for help. I have always been the number one proponent proponent of asking for help because I'm like, I'm going to look even more dumb if I do this thing wrong by not asking for help than if I 
was, wasn't prideful. And I went and asked for help. And I think that starts conversations so much more than just kind of being like, Oh, I I'm going to be the best and, and all that. So definitely don't be afraid to ask for help and just really kind of reevaluate, realize that work is not everything. And you have to have some sort of balance in your life and make sure that you find the supportive people and that you are a supportive person on your team as well. Cause it goes both ways think because I've had anyone who knows me knows that I did not have the easiest start in this industry and working in media at all. But I always as much bullshit as this industry has put me through, I weirdly still have loved it through that. And I think some of the best advice I've ever gotten was just like not being afraid to stand up for yourself and stand up for what's right and to know when someone's not treating you well it's like being in a relationship literally corporate america is like being in a relationship you have to know your worth and you have to know when it's time for you to dip the fuck out um i think the biggest piece of it i actually got this piece of advice at an internship and remember my AE, she's like probably maybe one level up for me as an intern. But to me, she was like this huge like executive because she had a full-time job. She told me, don't be afraid to say your idea or voice your opinion because you're the newest one on the team, because that usually means you have the freshest perspective. And it was so like, oh shit, like that is why they hired me. They, they didn't hire me because they need more of the same. They hired me because they need a new person. And, and maybe for a lot of the time, that's me just processing billing requests or, you know, making sure that make goods, this is like internal terms, but like a lot of the time it's administrative stuff. But one, at one point or another, my perspective as me is going to be needed on this team. And that's why they hired me. And, and eventually any four or five of us or whoever's listening to this episode, like your life has made your experiences and your ideas uniquely you. And that's why they hired you because at the end of the day, when we come out of college, like we all have the same fucking like bullet points on our resume. We all have the same internships, similar shit. Like you've except pulled, Anna, right? Except Anna, but even Anna, like the doctor. she graduated. Anna's she, a doctor, a and grad, the rest yeah. of us have been doing billing. <laughs> right? She can't compare to us, but like when Anna graduated, there was like seven other women who pulled teeth, or like you know what I mean. Like there was a bunch of other things that made yeah her unique. Exactly. What made her unique is that she's Anna. What makes me unique is that I'm me. Like. So don't let the fact that you're new be a hindrance. It's it's a pro, not a con. I love that. I just want to quote my sister, um, my sis Vanessa. Um, that all comes with growth. Yep. Yes. We love. And it's growth. all about growth as a woman, and not letting little things, little petty things, affect you, and just growing from it and being a better person for yourself, not for anybody else, but for you, sis. Hmm. Love yourself. Love, love all of this energy for all of us. The best advice I've received was at a business conference that was paid for by my boss, who was not gatekeeping. Um, so <laughs> though her, it was from, and I don't want to say the name because I don't know if this is her correct name, but she was the VP of Goodwill Industries. So this bitch was doing her thing. Um, probably still is, but she told me, and she has a very thick Puerto Rican accent. So I'm not even going to try to imitate, but pretend. Okay. She said that if there's never room for you at the table, pull up a chair 
and make room. And I was like, damn bitch, you right. And it seems stupid. It seems stupid. It seems like, okay, cool. Um, But every time I've been approached or in a situation where I feel like, you know, for X, Y, and Z reason, oh, maybe like this isn't my conversation to be in. Oh, maybe this is, you know, somebody else's job or, oh, maybe I shouldn't apply to this job. I, whatever. Right. I pull up that chair girl. And I've been pulling up that chair for a minute. And sometimes I get kicked off me and my chair, but (laughs) sometimes they're like, you know what, make some room for this bitch in her goddamn chair. So pull up a chair. And that's that. Honestly, what a beautiful way to end this episode. Thank you guys all so much for sharing your personal stories things that you guys experienced thank you so much anna for coming in and sharing us all this information about dentistry thank you for having me guys i really enjoyed this no of course so now we're gonna go into our cheers so anna every week we say what we're cheersing to it could be about personally something that's going on in our lives work literally anything you want to cheers to so let's go ahead and kick it off with our guest anna i am cheersing to empowering women yes being better us for a better future i'm gonna cry mine is gonna be way more shallow than that (laughs) (laughs) we need to balance it out amanda yes i'm here to provide all the shallowness this group needs i am cheersing to summer coming around the corner i don't fucking know why it's hitting me so hard because i live in damn florida but i went to the beach this weekend and i haven't had because honestly like i don't know what the fuck is Maybe, I, I don't know, maybe it's my schedule, but I feel like I haven't like been outside and I was at the beach this weekend and it was shitty weather and I got like maybe like an hour's worth of sun and like my redness has already gone away, but I woke up from a nap and I was red and it was just like, ooh, summer is here. The sun is out. So I'm cheersing to the summer and all of my Northerner friends, you know, super happy that you can join us in 80 degree weather. Love it. <laughs> Joss, what are you cheersing to? I'm choosing to, you know, a brighter future, feeling happy, feeling healthy, feeling a little tipsy from the 19 crimes because it always gets me. Cheers to, you know, doing things for you, just all around personal mentality, doing what's best for you. I'm still on my 630 in the morning workouts. Yes. Like, bless you. I'm just so proud of myself because y'all know I love my sleep. I sleep yeah, you in do. Car. I sleep at one in the afternoon. I sleep at 7 p.m. just to wake back up and do it again at one. So I am just really happy for this journey that I'm on and just super excited to just do me and have some me time um, and also ready to party it up this summer. And Jeanette, <laughs> what are you cheersing to? Love it. I'm going to cheers. I'm going to keep this energy steady. I'm going to cheers to Melinda Gates, um, but girl, okay, not only is she married to Bill Gates, homie, <laughs> shout out to both of them, but she's been donating money as fuck, I think like well over $1 billion um, to gender equality for years, and she's that? just out here aiding in the daily fight for girls and women to reach global success, so shout out to her, cheers to her. Love her. Thank you for not gatekeeping, bitch. Well, I'm going to cheers to my mama for raising a feminist because gang, gang, we got to stick together. And also to Benito because we got tickets to Bad Bunny. Ah! 
Yay! I cheers I'm to so hopefully getting tickets and cheersing to this week actually getting tickets. So my heart is happy. I'm so excited for April. Wait, so did you guys actually get them or no? We did get them. I was in oh, five okay. lines for five different cities. I'm so fucking lit. I got tickets. I don't know how. It was a miracle of God. It was a miracle of Benito. God God in Miami? We yeah. found one in Miami last night. Oh, okay. Because some people are like, I was in line for Canada, so I guess I'm going to Canada. And I'm like, yeah. I don't know if you're Damn. getting into Canada. All I can girl. say is get ready to shake your ass. I'm, oh, I'm ready. so excited. Just to close out, thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Gossipin', the podcast where we gossip while we sip. Please show us some love and make sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Gossipin' Podcast and tune in every Wednesday at noon for a brand new episode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, or Stitcher. We'll see you guys next week. Have a good night. Bye. Bye. Bye.